بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد all praise due to Almighty Allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam as we mentioned yesterday, we are starting a new series and a new chapter, and that is the virtues of the Noble Qur'an. Every day, inshallah, Monday to Friday, we will discuss few verses of the Noble Qur'an, and that will inspire us for the remainder of the day and the weeks and the years, inshallah, that we live on this earth with afia and izza and siha with health, good health and safety and comfort with Iman and Islam. Yesterday we started with Surah Fatiha and I told you it comprises seven verses and it is known as Surah to Shifa. Whenever you are ill or somebody else is sick, read Surah Fatiha seven times and blow on yourself or the person and the Hadith is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif. Likewise, we also mention the virtues of Surah Fatiha. Every verse we read, all Mighty Allah Jalla Allah responds, and the hadith is mentioned in Sahih Muslim. Now today we continue with that. When we go shopping, then we see that we have a list with us. Certain, certain things are a priority. I must buy this, I must buy that. For us as Muslims, what is a real, real priority, top of the list? Remember, that is what this ayat is teaching us. Every rakat of every salat, we have to read it. That's different now behind the imam when we read. Then the Shafi say the imam will read Surah Fatiha and the Muswalli Muqtadi will read. And the Hanafi say only the imam will read. That's an academic discussion, but the fact of the matter is every rakat, every salat, we read Surah Al-Fatiha. And here we are petitioning, begging, beseeching Almighty Allah, Jalla wala, sirat al-mustaqim. Oh, beloved Allah, you guide us, you show us the right path. Now, what do we mean by this hidayah? That is the topic. So, nurun wada'ahullahu fi qulubil ibad. It is that special radiance, effulgence, celestial light which Almighty Allah Jalla wala places in the inner recesses of a person's heart. And once that hidayat enters, penetrates the heart and bosom of that person, so he can draw a dichotomy, distinction, differentiate between truth and falsehood. So that is what we are asking. We take our cars, our vehicles, we see we have park lights, we have dumb lights, we have bright lights. So today we, majority of the ummah, we still on park lights. Now we need to increase it to dumb lights and then bright lights. So this hidayat enters the inner recesses of our heart. So how will this happen? وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهَدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا When people strive in the path of Almighty Allah, when people make da'wah in the path of Almighty Allah, this ayat was revealed before the hijrah, 
So there it referred to Dawud and Tabligh. So remember that the people who strive and make Dawud and Tabligh, Mujahideen, all come in. Then surely we will grant them guidance in various different, different ways. So this is priority number one. Therefore, in Surah 3, verse 8, رَبَّنَا لَا تُزِقُلُوا بَنَا بَعْدَ إِتَدَيْتَنَا وَهَبْ لَنَا مِنْ لَدُنْكَ رَحْمَةً إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْوَهَابِ O Allah, do not let our hearts get deviated after you gave us this guidance. You gave us the greatest wealth and iman, gift of iman. وَهَبْ لَنَا مِنْ لَدُنْكَ رَحْمَةً Ya Allah, grant us from your side the special mercy to envelope us. إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْوَهَابِ Indeed, O oh Allah, you are the best of givers. So this is what we're asking. سِرَاطُ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ The path of those people upon whom you conferred your bounties and favors. غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَدْضَالِينَ So that are the Anbiya, the messengers, the pious people, the shuhada, and the martyrs and pious people. غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَدْضَالِينَ Amin. Not the part of the Jews, the Christians, the non-Muslims. So that is what we are beseeching, begging Allah every day, every rakat. But we are reading that, but when it comes to our daily actions, we find that we are not practicing on that, except a small percentage of the ummah. And then we say, Amin. What is the meaning of Amin? Amin means, Allahumma stajib du'a'ana. Oh, beloved Allah, accept our du'a. Two more issues quickly. Number one, yea, in Gauteng, in various parts of the world, mashallah, it is raining. So whilst it's raining, read, Allahumma sayyiban nafia. O Allah, make the rain beneficial and better, it can be good rain and not destructive rain. And remember the second issue, once the rain has come and it stopped, then we thank Almighty Allah, the hadith in Bukhari Sharif, the first hadith in Mishkat Sharif. Now the rain came, it stopped, so we say, Mutirna bifadlillahi wa rahmatihi, that the rain came upon us with the help and mercy of Almighty Allah. And where it is not raining, read, Allahumma aghithna, Allahumma aghithna, O Allah, send your rain. And remember, today is the 24th of Rabi'ul Akhir, 1440, Islamically, and Gregorian calendar, they say it is the 1st of January, 2019. The calendars are changing. When we sign now, you know, our registers, whatever, there also the date changes. So remember, each one of us should value time. Walla asri. Allah took qasam of time. Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ni'matan maghboonun fihima kathirun minanas. Two bounties. The majority of the people, they waste it and they squander it. The hadith in Bukhari Sharif. Which two bounties? As-sihhatu wal-faraq. There's a health which Allah blessed us with. And there's leisure time, free time. Today is public holiday. Majority of the people are not working. So use our leisure time in the pleasure of Almighty Allah. And always remember the statement of Abdullah the Mas'ud, radiallahu anhu, the great mufti among the sahaba. Naqasa fihi ajali wa lam yazid fihi amali. My lifespan is getting short 
shorter and decreasing here on this earth and my righteous deeds are not increasing in conclusion remember this life and capital which allah has given us that is time it is like a cup empty cup empty glass we can pour zamzam in it or allah forbid we pour alcohol urine in it so what are we doing so it is up to us may almighty allah give us tawfiq 24 minutes after 4 Central African time, you are listening to a Safina to Ilal Jannah. We start a very good question coming in from our beloved brother Abdullah, mashallah, all the way from Soweto, listening to the program after a very long time. He says that, how come Mufti AK and Mulana Hatia, you guys are so lucky, always going to Baytullah? And how come we, we keep on asking and making dua, we the unfortunate ones not getting accepted? And why aren't the rich people getting accepted? It's a good question, Ustad. Remember, Brother Abdullah, first and foremost, we say Jazakallah Khairan, all the brothers and people who are sending questions, sisters, MashaAllah, we highly appreciate all your queries and questions. Every Muslim, irrespective where we are, which country, which continent, we all want to go to the Baytullah, the Kaaba Musharrafah, Madinah Munawwara, and Majidul Aqsa as well. So we need to do the following Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 128. Wa arina manasikana wa rahim. Oh beloved Allah, you show us the places of Umrah and Hajj and forgive us, Ya Allah. Inna rahim. Ya Allah, you are off forgiving, very forgiving, very merciful. Second, we should read this dua abundantly and read two rakat salat daily. Ya Allah, Allah maj'alna min duyufik wa min duyufin Nabi al-Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, make me your guest and make me the guest of Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Third one, daily make this dua. Allah mahfaz bilad al-haramayn al-sharifayn min kulli suwil makruh. Allah matahir al-majir al-aqsa min al-yahudi al-ghasibin al-muhtalin. Ya Allah, you protect the haramayn sharifayn from all the different and various types of enemies. Ya Allah, liberate majir al-aqsa and Palestine. So Allah will then take us. Now, my brother Abdullah, this is paramount importance. You must never say, never say that we are the unfortunate ones or mm. why Allah is not accepting our dua. We must always remember, remain positive with Almighty Allah. People, we can lose hope in them. But remember in Allah, nay, whatever the circumstances are, we must remain positive with Almighty Allah. Allah Ta'ala sometimes delays people's you know, du'as and so forth. People make du'a for children. Then after 30, 20 years, the children come. Sometimes no children. People make du'a for business. And sometimes the business doesn't work out according to the desires. So dunya is a place. This world is a place of test and trials. So every wish and desire of ours will not get fulfilled. But end of the day we must make dua that all Allah accepts uh, our dua takes us to Baytullah Kaaba Musharrafah Masjid Nabawi Masjid Al-Aqsa and my brother Abdullah sometimes some people the whole life they will not go 
people who are rich and they don't go, then they are deprived of the mercy of Allah mm-hmm. because many a time that they are doing so much haram, Allah does not invite them. Sometimes people who are doing wrong, yet they get invited, Allah Ta'ala is giving them various chances, opportunities, occasions. And sometimes people don't come at all. So in a case like that, read two rakat, Salatul Ishraq, you know today, 520 in Johannesburg is sunrise, so 25 to 6 or so. So remember you read the Ishraq, two rakat, Salat, Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Hajjatun wa Umratun Tamma, 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 hadith in Tirmidhi, you get the reward of an accepted Umrah, accepted Hajj. So daily we can perform Umrah and Hajj. When we read two rakat Salat, Ishraq Salat, 15 minutes or so after sunrise, Allah give us tawfiq. Ustad, let us go to our very good bosom, diehard friend. He says, uh, the World Cup guy, Haji Yunus from New York. <laughs> he says, Mufti Sab, the World Cup guy. He wants to know, Ustad, if you have a bond, are you living in Haram? Haji Yunus from New York. My brother Haji Yunus, may Almighty Allah Jalla Wala reward you, your family, mashallah, that you are doing good work there. And Amen. Allah Ta'ala accept all your efforts. Now what we should be doing, brother Yunus, I hope you got pen or paper or make their mental notes. Number one, Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verses 275 to 279. All Allah speaks about interest. Then the very, very strong warning, which you will not find in any other ayat and verse of the Noble Quran. Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 279. If you do not abstain, refrain from interest, from usury, and all these type of activities, then the announcement is made, you must be prepared for a war against Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, and Mustafa Habibuna, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Now you work it out, Brother Yunus, People get involved in overdraft. People get involved in bond. People get involved in interest-related transactions. So what are we doing? We are waging a war against Almighty Allah Jalla Wala. So what we need to do is the following. Daily beg Almighty Allah for forgiveness and get out of all these haram transactions, whether it's overdraft, whether it's bond or whatever, as soon as possible and promise Allah in future I will never ever get involved. Then see how much barakah and blessing Allah will give us. Remember, today we indulge in so many haram things, but then we're asking Allah for blessing and barakah. It's like a person taking poison and asking Allah for shifa. So we should understand that why things work out negatively for us. وَمَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِنْ مُصِيبَتِينَ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ When calamities befall us, it is just a natural reaction of our own vices and sins. May Almighty Allah protect us all. Ustad Nani from Dandi uh, asking if you could please just translate the Surah Wal Asr. Ustad? MashaAllah Nani, you read my mind today <laughs> when... Today I was coming down, you know, I'm upstairs and here the studios are downstairs, Nani. You make dua for us, Nani. We require, we request your duas and all the esteemed listeners of Radio Lansar International, Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Earl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Tuesday nights, I have tafsir in Jami Masjid, Jami Masjid, one of the oldest masjids in Lens, mashallah. 
So whilst I was coming down, I was thinking that which surah or which verses must I make tafsir tonight in the masjid. And Allah Jalla Wala put this in my mind, go, today is 1st January, so let us speak on Wal Asri. So see, it's an opportune moment. 24th Rabi'ul Akhir 1440, 1st of January 2019, so we speak briefly, Walla Asri, Allah taking a qasam of time. Why? To show us that, how valuable this capital, this time is. So Allah is drawing our attention. You know, I'm a teacher, so I tell the students, I need your undivided attention. Now everybody is listening. So Allah is telling us, custom of time. Now listen. Verily, this human being is in failure, is in loss, is in destruction. But Allah did not create us for failure. So all Allah says, Nani, every one of us, we must inculcate, we must imbue within ourselves four qualities. Then we are successful. So first is accept those people who possess Iman. Iman, we believe in Almighty Allah Jalla wala, in Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and not just make Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah. No, we have to implement it as well. And with Iman, that Iman must motivate us towards the righteous deeds and actions all times, all places, in Khalwa and Jalwa, in privacy and public. Today people put on a show in front of people and khalwa in privacy they do so many upside down things Allah protect us all so that's true wa amilu salihat wa tawasu bil haq then Islam is not just for individuals Islam is for the society and community so invite and call people towards the truth there's only one truth and that is Islam so never feel shy always show people the beauty the glory of Islam more so nowadays when the mass media is hijacking and distorting the true message and mission of Islam the truth is always better. So so bil so sabr. And remember that is what we do when people criticize us, people castigate us, we have to exercise and call one another towards patience and endurance. So four qualities Iman and good deeds, inviting people towards the truth and exercising patience. May all Allah bless us with these qualities. Al Imam the great giant imam used to say that if hypothetically for argument's sake Allah did not reveal any surah besides surah wal-asri this surah alone should have been sufficient for the guidance of humanity Mm. subhanallah Subhanallah. so each one of us should realize that we start a beautiful Tuesday morning indeed I don't know what about Balfour so we go to Balfour this morning I don't know if it's raining there he says Muftisap your memon bar here mashallah he wants to know is Tawaful Wida waived for a menstruating woman and when is Merkaz and you and Molana Arafat coming to bless us for one day at least for Jumu'ah, your memon ba, was that any idea? MashaAllah, ki ay ba, but they, alright, I, I went to South Korea, so the cars they make there is called Kia. So I said that must be my, my, my memon ba was there, so maybe he gave the name. So when we meet, we say Kia, Kia, you understood? So MashaAllah, yes, I know the brother. Inshallah, we will come to Belfort, Inshallah, soon. And Inshallah, we will have program there as well. Amin, amin, amin. All my Allah, make it easy. 
Nevertheless, the point I'm making here is this, that you asked a very pertinent good question, and that is Tawaful Wida. So here there are three issues. My sisters and brothers, you are going to Makkah Mukarramah. You are in Makkah Mukarramah. So remember, now you are about to leave today, tomorrow, whenever. To perform Tawaful Wida in Umrah is not compulsory. No upon the male, no upon the female. We just say, I'm going to make Tawaful Wida my last Tawaf. So it's fine. But it's not compulsory. So remember that. Mm-hmm. So that is for Umrah. Second one, for Hajj. Tawaful Wida is compulsory, your last farewell Tawaf, except upon a lady who is in a menses and apaki, Mustafa Habibuna, sallallahu honorable wife, Sayyida Safiya, radiallahu anha, that her menses started just before Tawaful Wida, and she said, Ya Rasulullah, I'm in this state and condition. Mustafa Habibuna, sallallahu asked her, you perform Tawaful Ifada, the Tawaful Ziyarat, Hanafis and them call it Tawaful Ifada, and Hanafis call it Tawaful Ziyara. It's the same compulsory for the Tawaf. She said, yes, Mustafa Sallallahu said, Idan Fanfiri, then you can proceed. So this is what happened. So it sets the precedent for humanity and posterity. So Tawaful Wida is wajib compulsory in Hajj. And it is waived off for a lady in menses, so there's no penalty, anything. And in Umrah, Tawaful Wida is not compulsory, and that is the verdict of majority scholars. So we should always know the difference between Umrah and Hajj regarding Tawaful Wida. Subhanallah, Ustaz, Jazakumullah khairan. Ustaz, let us go to Azadwal. Somebody says here, Mufti Sab, three years ago, I started my own business. And however, due to external factors, customers not paying, unscrupulous landlord, I find myself in a position whereby I have a lot of debt and cannot even support my family. I have, pray- I have prayed my salah, made dua, etc. But my situation has not improved. Any advice to start? Azamful. First and foremost, brothers, see, human nature is such. <laughs> when things go negative, then many a time we start blaming other people and so forth and so on. We need to be honest to ourselves and remember, yes, they might be to blame, the landlord might be to blame, and people who did not pay the accounts and so forth, they might be to blame. But why we don't say, I am also to blame? So that is my first point. Remember that Allah speaks of this, Balil insanu ala nafsihi basira walau alqa Human being deep down knows he is guilty, he is part of the problem, he's not part of the solution. But outwardly, he wants to give excuses and so forth. So my brother, the first thing you need to do is rewind your life. I started my business three years ago. I made this decision. I made that decision. That wasn't a good decision. That was a poor decision. And then we go to step number two, step the first. So first thing is look at our own shortcomings Mm. and our own own weaknesses then we will become better people and better muslims so that's the first thing second thing is this you want the du'as so daily today you start and you read asma'ul husna surah 7 surah araf verse number 180 all Allah jalla wala teaches us walillahil asma'ul husna fad'uhu biha almighty allah has wonderful beautiful names so invoke and call almighty allah by his beautiful 
beautiful names. Hadith in Bukhari, Tirmidhi Sharif, Man Ahsaha Dakhal Al Jannah, whosoever memorizes the 99 names of Allah, whosoever reads it looking inside, they enter Jannah. Read, my brother, Ya Wahabu, Ya Wahabu, Ya Wahabu, Ya Allah, you give me, you are the best of givers, give me from your unlimited treasures, Ya Allah, Ya Basitu, Ya Basitu, Ya Basitu, increase my risk. Regarding your debts and the creditors now, remember putting pressure on you. Beautiful, wonderful hadith in Bulughul Maram, Mustad Ahmad. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min ghalabati deen. Oh, beloved Allah, I seek your protection from debts overcoming me and waqahri rijal and the people, the creditors putting pressure on me to learn this type of du'as and lead a simple life. Get rid of the TV, get rid of all the vices and ask Almighty Allah that we lead a simple life then automatically all the debts will get less and less Today we want to lead a life luxurious and we want to impress the Jones and people. Mm. So therefore we enter the debt trap as they call it. We enter into debts and then we come out with so many problems. So my brother, these are my advice. Allah give us tofik. I mean, I mean, I mean, Ustad, we go to Brother Michael. I don't know, Ustad, if uh, you do recall him from Washington, D.C. Michael. Yes, yes, we remember. yes, we remember him. He says here that, uh, hi, guys, respected Mufti, I know non-Muslims are allowed in the masjid. They are allowed in the masjid, but what are their rights? Are they allowed to sit amongst the Muslims in the serfs whilst the Juma khutbah is being delivered? Is a non-Muslim allowed to give a talk in the masjid on the day of Juma? Is he allowed to ascend the pulpit? And he says that what is the Islamic ruling on this? And if not permissible, what are the consequences? And he says Washington DC was full of fireworks for the New Year's start. Brother Michael. <laughs> yeah, we, we are Michael. We'll start with the last point first. I was so happy. Yeah, last night it was raining. So, so nice. very few fireworks and crackers and all that went off. It dampened their spirits and so forth. So we made shukar to Allah Ameen, and we were Ameen. grateful to Allah. Ya Allah, instead of the fireworks going, mashallah, your mercy was descending. So remember, it was a blessing in greatest guise and always rain is a blessing. Okay, very good question, my brother Michael. I told you, Mikail, if mm. you're going to bring it into Arabic, and that is the slave of Almighty Allah. Yes, a non-Muslim is allowed to come to a masjid, but with certain conditions, that he cannot come in there with short pants and a mini skirt and so forth. We cannot desecrate the sanctity of the masjid of the mosque. So that's number one. Number two, they must be taught the etiquettes of the masjid that they should wash themselves properly and they should be dressed in the proper attire and so forth. The lady cannot be in that state of menstruation and so forth. So all these are the etiquettes that people must learn. And what is the aim? The aim is not to give you the pulpit or jummat nay. The aim is you must be listening and see what is the true message of Islam. So when the non-Muslim enters, he or she must receive the message of Islam, not come and propagate their own agenda and their own theory and concept. So therefore that would not be allowed. Today you will find politicians and prime ministers, presidents, 
Muslims and so forth. They want to come and preach and teach and end of the day they will tell you vote for us. We don't want and this is not allowed. This is satanic activities. Mm. So remember, you are polluting our masjid with your policy. So we don't want that. So we say, if you want to come, yes, you come, but these are the etiquettes and the guidelines. So you will not be allowed to ascend the pulpit. You will not be allowed to give talks because remember that we are there to teach Islam and preach Islam and not people come with their own hidden agenda and ulterior motive. Last question, Moulin. Final question, inshallah, we go to, this is uh, Albert Turn. I'm just reading the question as we're coming on. Uh, Mufti Sabu would like to know if it is permissible for a male to wear, a, to wear gold, white gold or platinum wedding rings or in silver only allowed in Islam. Ustad. Mustafa Habibuna وسلم, once emerged from the Hujra Mubarakah and the room, the house Mubarak, and said one hand Mubarak was genuine gold, the other hand Mubarak was genuine silk. The master Habibuna وسلم, said, Huma haramun ala ummati, that these two items are haram, totally unlawful for the men of this ummah. So for Muslim men, you must wear silver ring if you want to. I don't wear ring, remember, because I don't like all these things. And Nabi Sallallahu wore it because, remember, Nabi Sallallahu had to stamp the official letter sending to the ambassadors and the country, the leaders. So if you wear it, it's sunnah. You don't wear it also, it's sunnah. So it's a flexible issue. Hadith in Tirmidhi, the ring must not be made of gold. The ring should not be made of any other metal. It should be made of silver only and it should not exceed 4.85 grams of silver. So this is the Hadith in Tirmidhi. May all might Allah give us to fiqh. Five past one, we'll be back in the studio, inshallah, for tafsir. May all might Allah accept us all. Barakallahu fiqh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.